0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, Just me today. Just me. I am answering uh, listener mail questions for the duration of the show. Uh, Nothing on the docket. Nothing else to talk about today. Uh, Just answering your questions. And and it's it's weird. I had a lot of great questions. Hardly any of them had anything to do with politics. So I guess we were taking a break uh, from politics on a uh, political commentary podcast. So, it'll it'll be fun. It's good. It's going to take a break every now and again, even on a show like this. So, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, I I always post out usually the night before if I'm doing a listener mail uh, episode. Make sure to get your questions in over on Twitter. Uh, It's always a good time. You definitely want to get involved with that. Uh, Before I get to your questions, guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing and want to get involved, hit us up over on Patreon, patreon.com slash thenogimmickspodcast. All right. Uh, A lot of great questions. I'll try to get to all of them. Uh, I have to keep it a little bit shorter today, but I'll try to get to all the questions. First question. First question. Uh, Here's a good one. I've been looking forward to answering this question all morning uh, from my buddy Andy, a friend of the show. He's been on the podcast before. Great guy. Why is Ohio? All right. So I I see what you're doing here. And uh, quite frankly, I'm getting a little tired of the anti-Ohio bigotry bubbling up, uh, you know, on Twitter every now and again. It's 2020. I mean, it's really sad to see. I mean, with everything going on in the country and in the world as a whole, you know, you, you really hate to see this level of anti-Ohio bigotry. I mean, guys, it's 2020. Let it go. Um, but, I mean, Ohio is the Lord state, you know, the, the best state in the Union. Um, I mean, obviously, when Ohio takes over the rest of the country in the Second Civil War, Columbus would be the nation's capital. So uh, we should all uh, look forward to that. You know, it's a cool town. Uh, you know, how about this? I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys some lesser-known uh, Ohio facts for all of you non-Ohioan heathens uh, listening at home. Uh, here we go. The, the first professional baseball team was actually the Cincinnati Red Stockings, believe it or not, founded in, uh, in 1869. Seven presidents were born in Ohio more than any other state. Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Harrison, McKinley, Taft, and Harding. Great stuff there. Uh, the home of the modern presidency. The great state of Ohio. Harding uh, is the superstar out of that group, in my opinion. He saved the country after Woodrow Wilson spent eight years trying to destroy it. Well, actually seven years. He was in a coma for a while there. And his wife, who is arguably even worse than him, was running the country. And then, uh, yeah, Warren G. Harding uh, really bailed us out. Ohio's the only state to have a a river catch on fire. Uh, in the double digits. It's happened elsewhere, Uh, (laughs) but the Cuyahoga River uh, caught on fire actually 13 times. I mean, if you're not impressed by that, 13, guys. It took 13 times (laughs) for the state of Ohio to to figure maybe they should start doing something about that. But if you're not impressed by a river uh, consisting of of mostly water uh, catching on fire 13 times, then I I don't know what to do for you. Very impressive stuff um, from the Cuyahoga River. In Toledo, Ohio, my hometown, it's illegal to throw a snake at somebody. So uh, Toledo, Ohio, has passed common sense snake reform. That's, that's solid stuff. Uh, 50% of the nation's population lives within 500 miles of Columbus, Ohio. You can get anywhere that matters in a nice, easy, short drive from Ohio. And that is a, it's a, fan, a fantastic place to live if you like, uh, you know, driving, exploring the country. You get anywhere in a day's drive from Ohio. It's tremendous stuff. Here's a dumb law. It is illegal to fish for whales in Ohio on a Sunday. Real politicians passed that law. (laughs) Real people, adults, passed a law that says it's illegal on a Sunday to fish for whales in Ohio. You guys really like, some. I see it on Twitter. You know, a lot of you guys are, are, are smart like me, but a lot of you guys, you know, still really like politicians for some reason. Um, I mean, real-life politicians who are elected thought um, that there were whales in Ohio and that uh, it would help the Ohio whale population if you couldn't fish for them on a Sunday. So, if you don't understand that, consult a map. There's more Amish folks in Ohio than any other state. Uh, that's really all I have to say about that. They seem very nice, so there's that. Uh, oh, here, here's here's a good one. Also, it is illegal for more than five women to live in a single house in Ohio. That just seems wise to me for obvious reasons. The first, ooh, this is not a good one. The the first ever traffic light was used in Cleveland in 1914, and it's been pissing off libertarians ever since. But enough about Ohio. Uh, next question. <laughs> next question. Uh. Were you big into uh, Van Halen? Rest in peace, Eddie. Uh, yeah, man, rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen, one of the all-time great guitar players. I'm actually not a big Van Halen fan, mostly because uh, David Lee Roth's voice just makes me want to kill someone. Um, I just, I've never, I actually like Sammy Hagar's voice a lot better. Although, you know, David Lee Roth is the better songwriter, obviously. Uh, but I've just never been a, a huge Van Halen fan, but obviously Eddie Van Halen was a game changer. Um, he was one of the, the, the first guys to make you know shredding popular, like people you know in the '70s, they there wasn't a lot of shredders. You know, people were, even like Jimi Hendrix, that you know the, the old school, you know, famous guitar players, they weren't doing what Eddie Van Halen did. He really popularized you know shredding your ass off, you know. And obviously, I, I, as a professional guitar player myself, I have nothing but respect for Eddie. Uh, you know, rest in peace. I think he was only how old was he? He was like 60, 65 maybe. You know, yeah, rest in peace. Here's a great question. <laughs> what is your Mount Rushmore of bad football players? <laughs> okay. I, all right. I, I've never thought about this. Um, great question. Weird question. Obviously, I'm a big football fan. Um, so I've watched a lot of bad football over the years. Um, so, some games that, that stood out. You know, if I'm just coming up with a, a Mount Rushmore of bad football players. A lot of you guys probably remember this. It was a playoff game, I think, three years ago. It was the first round of the playoffs. Um, It was between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. And it was the worst... It was probably the worst game I've ever watched. And it was a playoff... It was by far the worst playoff game I've ever seen. And they had the... Two of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I have no idea how either team made the playoffs. The Jaguars actually made the AFC Championship game that year, which is ridiculous, and they actually ended up beating the Steelers in the playoffs that year. It was ridiculous. I don't know how they did it. But the Jaguars had Blake Bortles. The Bills had uh, their starting quarterback was Tyrod Taylor, and it was an abomination. I mean, they were just holding each other's beers for three and a half hours. Just They were having this just informal competition as to who's the worst quarterback ever. Um, I mean, Taylor would go out there and throw an awful pick and just look terrible. And then Blake Bortles would be like, Oh, hold my beer. And he'd go out there and look even worse. And it was like, and after three excruciating hours, it turns out that Tyrod Taylor was in fact the worst quarterback ever. Uh, and Blake Bortles was only the second worst quarterback ever, Uh, but it was just a crap show of a playoff game. Uh, So those two quarterbacks have to be on the Mount Rushmore of bad players. Um, there's another guy, uh, who was actually a good player. I think he made a pro bowl and won a super bowl with, I think, I think Baltimore. I think he was on that Joe Flacco, Ray Lewis, Baltimore, uh, super bowl team. I'm um, a guy named, uh, Jacoby Jones. He was a, a punt returner and kick returner. Uh, and he signed with the Steelers late in his career. I, I think it was the last game of his career. And I'll explain, I'll explain why I don't think he ever played after this, but he was a really good, you know, he had like, He'd have seasons with like four or five kick returns for touchdowns and stuff. He was he was like a, a great kick returner, until he signed with the Steelers. And I think he was in his early thirties at the time. But game one of the season, this was like four or five years ago, he fumbled. I think three punt returns or kick, kickoff returns in the first half of the game. And I think he lost two of those fumbles. I mean, he was like just butterfingers, man. I think one one kick like hit him in the face and he dropped it. A couple just went right through his hands and it was it was bad. It was bad and. Mike Tomlin was yelling at him on the sideline. I I remember I was watching the game with my dad and uh, I was like, I don't think this guy is going to be with the Steelers next week. And my dad's like, I don't think Tomlin's going to let him out of the the locker room after (laughs) halftime. And lo and behold, he did not. He did not come out of the locker room with the rest of the team after halftime. Mike Tomlin sent him to the airport at halftime, cut him halfway through one game with Pittsburgh Steelers. So Jacoby Jones, um has to be on the list. And how about just the Cleveland Browns? Uh, they, the Cleveland Browns. I saw the they're actually good this year, um, for a change. But it's uh it's it's funny now. Baker Mayfield, who's been their starting quarterback for three years, you know, two and a half years, something like that, now has the most wins at their stadium in Cleveland than any other quarterback. Uh, that guy who the quarterback with the most wins in Cleveland for the last like ten years has been Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he has like twenty five wins. You know, in Cleveland over the course of his career, and no Browns quarterback over that time ever won as many games in Cleveland as Big Ben. I mean, just the entire Browns organization deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore of terrible, terrible football players. Another great question, uh, something I haven't really thought about, but what what's a movie that everyone hates but you love? Um. A couple stand out. One, I mean, everybody knows, you know, I'm 31 years old, so anybody within stone's throw of, of my age grew up watching all, like, the, the great Will Ferrell comedies, you know, like Anchorman and Wedding Crashers and Zoolander and all these these movies. Uh, Will, Will Ferrell's funniest movie is Land of the Lost. I loved Land of the Lost. Nobody's seen it, and everybody, all my friends who have seen it, hate it and think it's just, like, the worst <laughs> comedy ever, and I have no idea why. It is hilarious, it is completely stupid, but it is if you want to like just have a beer and just laugh your ass off, Land of the Lost, most of you guys probably haven't even seen it. Another movie that, it, both me and my brother, it's always been one of our favorite movies, is like a movie no one's ever heard of from the mid-90s, I believe. It's a John Cusack movie called High Fidelity. It's, it's a great movie, it's hilarious. Um, nobody's seen it. I mean, I, I don't know. Why? But it, no, nobody's ever seen it. It's a great movie. It's also Jack Black's first movie. Uh, it's the first thing he was ever in, and he is hilarious. H- half of his lines are improv,ed and he's 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 a minor character, but anytime, uh, anytime he's on screen, he just kills it, man. And he has some of the funniest one liners, and uh, that helped launch his career. So High Fidelity, uh, I think it's, it came out in like 1995, something like that. That's a good one. And Land of the Lost, very disrespected movies. All right, have to answer this one, have to. I'm contractually obligated to answer this question. Is there a better fantasy football team than Democracy Dies in Darkness? This is from our friend, friend of the show, uh, Dying Democracy over on Twitter, a member of the No Gimmicks podcast, Fantasy Football League. And I have to say, no. Right now, there's not. Credit where credit is due. Our boy beat my ass this week. (laughs) And is now has to be considered the number one seed. Uh, he has, you know, the best team in the league as of now. And, you know, a lot can happen. Uh, obviously, we got a, we got the Rona going around. Uh, a lot of players are getting that. Obviously, there's a lot of injuries. But, yeah, man, um, you know, well done. Credit where credit's due. Well done, brother. You got me. I'll get you next time. It's Spanish football, though. Anything can happen. Injuries, you know. Uh, Man, who I have to check who in our league has Dak Prescott. Man, did you guys see that injury? I suggest not looking it up. Oof. Yeah, Dak, quarterback for the Cowboys, man. Compound fracture in his ankle and a complete ankle dislocation as well. Man, that was oof. That was an ugly injury to watch in real time. And, man, yeah, everybody knew. As soon as you saw it, you knew that was bad. Yeah, but obviously compound fracture, that's oof. That that's serious. And I believe he's doing okay at emergency surgery, but you know, he's out for the year. But anyway, dying democracy, shout out. Well done. I think I think we're both like four and one, five and one, four and one. But yeah, man. Really kicked my ass yesterday. That was that was not fun. Uh, next question thoughts on the first day of the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation hearings. Bro, it's eleven thirty on Monday. <laughs> what do you think about I'm recording this podcast. I'm not watching the the hearings right now. Uh, they go on all day. So, I obviously have not seen them yet. I will check it out and report back on Wednesday. That's obviously what we will be talking about. Uh, unless something crazy happens, which you never know, uh, on Wednesday. But man, I can't be two places at once. Like I obviously I can't be recording this podcast right now and watching the hearings at the same time. So I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna you know catch up on all the recaps later. Um, watch the highlights and then I'll obviously be watching most of it. Unfortunately, all day tomorrow. So I, I will report back on the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation hearings on Wednesday. But, like, man, what what an odd question. I mean, <laughs> like, what do you think I'm doing right now? Um, next question: Your thoughts on Governor Andrew Cuomo? Um, very general question. I've already given my thoughts on the worst governor in America multiple times. Um, so I'm I'm not really going to answer that directly. But but let let me take it from here. Yesterday. Um, The Joe Biden team said that if they win, Biden is interested in appointing uh, Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo as the attorney general. Um, Yikes. Cuomo, the butcher of New York. The most corrupt man on planet Earth. That guy. If Joe Biden wins the presidency, is probably going to be the attorney general of the United States. That can't happen. Okay, this is why I don't buy into the whole most important election of our lifetimes. People are idiots, and they say that every four years, and it's never true. But, <laughs> you know, the most important election in the history of the country was was 1920. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how important or unimportant this this election is. But the the reason why I believe this is an important election is not because of Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't scare me. Kamala Harris scares me. Okay, the potential of of Andrew Cuomo becoming the Attorney General terrifies me and should terrify you. That cannot happen. That's why Joe Biden must be stopped. Okay, it's not Biden or Biden's policies that scare me. It's the corrupt cop, the queen of all corrupt cops, <laughs> Kamala Harris, the the race obsessed Kamala Harris, the religious bigot, Kamala Harris, the worst governor that the corrupt. Horrible governor, Andrew Cuomo, as attorney general. That cannot happen. These people must be stopped. If floating Andrew Cuomo as a potential attorney general isn't enough to get you to vote for Donald Trump, then I don't know what is. Just point blank. Sorry, guys. I don't don't know what to tell you if you aren't voting for President Trump at this point. Why isn't there a good late-night host anymore? Because the media hates the country. I mean, I don't know. I mean, really. I mean, the people in positions of power in the media at at these at these large media entities hate the country. They hate the right. They hate Republicans. They hate you. They hate the state that you're from. They hate your occupation. They hate your faith. And they only hire people who agree with them. And you just can't be funny if you're full of hatred. Like that's just not like hate is not funny. It's not. I mean, Stephen Colbert is not unfunny now because he's a bad comic he's not a bad comic he used to be funny like his his bit when he was on the 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 Jon Stewart show the late show or whatever, I don't know whatever it was called back when Jon Stewart was a thing like he he was a he it was he was basically played like Bill O'Reilly you know he was like a, a, a he would satire the right like the the weird traditional Republican talk show guy and it was funny Like, because he didn't come off as, like, hateful. He was just, he wrote good jokes, and it's always funny to parody Bill (laughs) O'Reilly. But, you know, so so that was a funny bit. And I'm sure he can write good jokes. I'm sure he is a funny guy. But it's just hate. He's just spewing hatred 24-7, and hatred is not funny. You can't be artistic if you're full of hate. Like, I, I can't imagine I'd be any good at writing music if I was just sitting around hating Democrats all the time or something. You know what I mean? Like, you're not artistic if you're full of hate. You are not. You cannot be funny if you're full of hate. I mean, the reason why Saturday Night Live is unfunny now, as opposed to the, you know, the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, isn't because they're staffed by a bunch of Democrats. They've always been staffed by a bunch of Democrats. I mean, all, all these guys are, you know, New York and L.A. comics. I'm sure they're all Democrats. I'm sure the cast in the 90s were all Democrats. But they didn't hate The Republicans that they were making fun of. (laughs) You know what I mean? To to satirize somebody, you have to have some level of respect for them as a human being. Or if it's or it's just not gonna be funny. Like when they make fun of Trump, I don't care that they make fun of Trump. It's that they hate Trump. Like you can't I don't know, you can't write good jokes if you just hate the person you're you're making fun of. It's just it doesn't work. Hatred is not a good look. Especially on a comic. So it's not even that these people are just less funny than they used to be. It's not that Stephen Colbert is less funny than he was 10 years ago. It's that he's full of hatred and he can't hide it anymore. Yeah, man. Hatred is not funny and it's not a good look. And I don't know, until these people start hiring some Republicans. There's a lot of, very, I know a lot of them personally. There are a lot of very funny comics who vote who voted for Donald Trump. Okay, there's a lot of them. Hire one of them. I can just have one late night host. Hire Norm Macdonald. Okay, hire somebody like that. But that's why. Not a lot of politics today. It was actually a fun break, taking a break from politics on a political commentary show. So, to to those of you that are annoyed by this, I apologize. I will get back into the fray on Wednesday. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for all the great feedback I've been getting. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I will be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.